The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is holding on to too many secrets. But before Ooh. we begin, we just <laughs> want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not. We are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings so we shed your shed understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. Today's letter is from Max DB, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from The Void. But it's The Void in all caps. So I feel yeah. like I should say like The, the Void. void. <laughs> A little harmonics there. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> All right. Dear Sierra and Sam, the situation I'm writing about involves not knowing when or if I need to intervene on my very close friend's crumbling marriage. Ooh. My friends, both she, her, have been together since they were teenagers. They're now in their 30s. I met them at the same time and we became very close friends. One of my friends, let's call her Alex, has been telling me secretly ever since she got married how she wonders if she can be with the same person for the rest of her life. She regrets not having dated or had sex with anyone else and is frustrated by the lack of attention from her partner. Let's call her Julia. Alex has engaged in what I would consider dishonest behavior, like secretly messaging people on dating apps, 
flirting with the people she meets there, and as of now, having an emotional extramarital relationship. I suspect these interactions have gone past online to real life as well. At this point, Alex is talking about divorce and as though she's planning her exit from the relationship. I don't understand why they won't just go to couples therapy. And I really can't understand why Alex won't just talk to Julia about any of this, other than the fact that Julia has expressed really negative feelings about non-monogamy. But I think if Julia knew the extent of Alex's unhappiness, she would consider any and all avenues to repair the relationship. The real root of the issue stems from the fact that Julia does not know any of this. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know that Alex is getting ready to exit the relationship they've had since they were kids and that Alex is emotionally and possibly physically cheating already. Julia thinks that they're in the best place they've ever been, having just bought a house. Julia is kind of oblivious and is also on the spectrum, so she wouldn't pick up on the subtle passive-aggressive hints that Alex has given. At this point, I wonder if I need to tell Julia about anything that Alex has told me. I'm worried if they do break up their relationship that and Julia finds out that I knew to the extent of Alex's plans to leave and that she was on dating apps behind her back, Julia would stop being my friend. If they mm-hmm. broke up, I don't think I could lie to Julia's face and pretend that I was shocked. I also don't want to betray Alex's trust. Clearly, she hides things from people, even those closest to her. I'm one of the only people she can trust with her real feelings. Mm. But I now feel like I know too much and I'm taking sides by keeping this all to myself. Sierra and Sam, help me figure out what my obligation is as a caring friend here. I don't want to lose either of them and I care about their happiness very much. It makes me very sad to see the situation unfold. I used to hold their relationship up as a model for love and longevity. I can't overstate how valuable your podcast is in the space of advice and relationship theory. Having a resource that talks about relationships from a queer body positive anti-capitalist and anti-racist lens is a treasure to our community. Wishing you both success and the very best always your friend Max. Oh, thank you, Max. Uh, very touched by that. Um, you're in a pickle, right? Like, I feel like this is a pickle in the truest sense of the word. It's like a little, uh, it's like a pickle sandwich. <laughs> like, it's just like you are the pickle in the middle and there's like two slices of bread doing weird things on either side of you and you don't know what to do. Um, yeah, this is such a challenging situation to be in. Uh, and I'm sorry that you're in the middle of it, right? Like, you didn't ask for to know all of these things. And also I know that how it feels to like be grateful that, you know, because it means that you're being trusted by a friend and like this type of messy sort of situation, the breakups of people around us uh, often has like collateral damage involved in it. And it seems like you're kind of in the middle of that sort of um, that meltdown at the moment. Um, and, and you're going to get stuff on you. Like it's going to be yes. messy for you as well. Uh, and I totally understand the disappointment that you feel about the fact that this relationship that you with these people that you love and that you've always held to a really high standard is is disappointing you. Um, Sierra and I are going to talk a little bit about what you should say, what you shouldn't say, who you should tell, who you shouldn't tell in just a minute. But before we do that, we're going to uh, take a short break. Thank you. 
All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for trusting us with this juicy pickle. Um, honestly... <laughs> What you said about holding their relationship up as like a model for longevity. Oh my God. I have, I, I know what it's like to be heartbroken over relationships. I am not a part of, <laughs> you Absolutely. know, yes. uh-huh. um, I have so many like people and relationship um, heroes or whatever you want to call them. And then like, as soon as I, 
I don't know, peek behind the fucking messy human curtain. Yeah. (laughs) This is the time to tell you that Peter and I are getting a divorce. Ah! (laughs) Just kidding. Ah! (laughs) 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 But I would seriously have to go to like, okay, when I was little, my parents were getting divorced. So I went to this thing called banana splits in elementary school. I'm I'm confident that it happened across the country. They might've called it something else, but you would go and it was you and your other little divorce kid friends, anybody who was getting divorced in your class and you would have the banana splits and and meet with the school counselor. What a bizarre (laughs) thing that we've made children do in the nineties. Like what? Well, it was like supposed to like (laughs) be helpful for them, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So then, you know, every other kid in the school whose parents are getting divorced. (laughs) Yes. Listen, before we get into this pickle, let me tell you a real, it's been a minute since we've done an an absolutely unrelated aside. (laughs) So let's bring us back to our roots. (laughs) Speaking of this fucking school counselor, I remember going to my, I don't know, third grade teacher and be like, can I go talk to Miss Counselor Lady? And she's like, yeah, I go to her room. I obviously was like dealing with other things, probably my family's divorce and my sense Uh of self-worth and shame. (laughs) For sure. Because I just always chronically thought I was a bad little kid. But I go to her and I was like, I've been doing something terrible. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'm sobbing. (laughs) And I'm sure this, I'm sure this fucking social worker is preparing for the worst Right. You yeah. Know, she's flipping through her textbook in her mind, ready for like all the horrible things. And I was like, I can't stop swearing. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I, I just can't stop it. And like, you know, <laughs> it makes me feel like a bad person. <laughs> Uh, well uh, yeah. listen you never stopped you, so that counselor really didn't help stopped, you let me tell you that so listen <laughs> counselor lady your msw didn't work um anyway <laughs> should rethink all your career choices <laughs> no 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 connected connected tangent one time i i was caught flipping off my sister and i was probably in like second grade and my and my uh-huh. sister was like i'm gonna tell mom and i fucking <gasps> called my mother at work at the furniture store and i was like i i remember verbatim i said i've done something you would never do <laughs> and my mom was like what did you do and i was like i flipped a middle finger and she was like oh i've i've done that honey and my little second brain second your second grade brain was like you would never <laughs> So, if that's not proof that i've literally felt ashamed my entire life it's amazing yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the letter. <laughs> By the way, banana splits is a is a thing. It is yeah. a. I, you think I fucking hallucinated that? You can go to bananasplitsresourcecenter.org and there's all sorts of resources for leading your own banana splits group. <laughs> See, <laughs> Sam just thought I was fucking it's making shit su- up. <laughs> support groups for children with divorced or deceased yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we got banana splits, so that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get back <laughs> to the matter at hand. Um, okay, so like we said, sorry that this is happening to you. Um, oh, and, jokes aside, this is like very stressful. No, absolutely. <laughs> and the disappointment of like seeing somebody, a relationship that you've really respected and admired kind of blowing up. Um, yeah. 
And like people behaving badly in the breakup yes. of it too, right? Like it's not just like, oh, it's so sad because they amicably decided that like things weren't working and yes. they like needed to, to divorce. They Instead, consciously it's uncoupled. Like, yeah, absolutely. Instead, it's like, oh yeah, this one of them is like actively cheating on the other person and like telling me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, has been unhappy for a while or whatever. Like yeah. kind of peeking behind the curtain um, and seeing a lot of dysfunction is, can be disappointing, even though it's not your relationship. Um in terms of like what you should do in this situation, um, I just want to like caveat this like really intensely and say like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think that there's like a great answer to this question because I feel like, like you and I have historically been like, it's not your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think where that comes from is Sam and I's like deep seated belief that like you can't control other people and that like you know their choices are theirs like it's it is alex's choice that alex is making this bed and that the divorce is going to come out this way or or whatever you know um however sam and i, I both kind of feel conflicted in this instance because it is it is there is you know it's not just a relationship that's happening next to you you're being involved in it yeah you're being pulled secrets. into it yeah. And now you're holding on to something that isn't yours to hold. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you, you know, you are by withholding this information from Julia, you're like, you're not necessarily causing the harm, but it can feel like you're like contributing to it. Right. Yeah. Like the idea yeah. of like, oh, I'm letting Alex get away with this. Yeah. Um, and Julia deserves and, and to you're know. being asked to be in a really uncomfortable position by Alex. And I do want to sure. say, like, I respect what you said about, you know, betraying Alex's trust and her, you being a safe space for her. You know, like I value Sam's friendship because I know I can tell him anything. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that he is a safe space for me. But just to let you know, I know that if I you know, a safe space doesn't mean you're you are void of accountability. And it sounds like the safe space that you're providing for Alex is wearing on you and is putting you in a position where there has to be some sort of not accountability. Like it's not like she has to change her ways for your discomfort, but that there's going to be real world impacts. Right. Like that. Mm. This is there's this is a tangible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. For sure. It's like your harm is being done and you can like see it. And also it's it. And it's like, is it my job to stop it? Is it my job to, to fix it? Is it my job to just listen? Like all of that stuff. And and I think if you ask this question to like a hundred different people, you would probably get like a hundred different answers of like what you should be doing in this situation. Cause like people have all sorts of different experiences with infidelity, with secrets, with divorces, with relationships. Like there's so many different ways that we can approach this question. All of that to say that like, I don't think that there's like a singular right answer. And I will tell you what I think that I would do in a situation like this. Um, so one, I want to just say that like, you holding on to this secret on Alex's behalf doesn't mean that you are like contributing to the harm that is coming to Julia. Right. And she may see it that way when everything comes to light and she deserves to know what's happening. Like, don't get me wrong. Like she, she, sh she should be told and she should be told by Alex about what Alex is doing in this relationship. Like that is the way that this 
should pan out in in like the best case scenario um but like i want to sort of say that like the this the fallout of this is going to be messy regardless and it's not like you chose to make it messy it's not like you were like i really want to just like throw a bunch of paint around and see where things land right you like you were standing there next to the next to the canvas and alex has been throwing paint right and you're like you're covered in the paint but you didn't like choose it um but i think what i would encourage you to do is to talk to alex about how their behavior is affecting you as their friend and that you are and i want you to talk about your discomfort with the fact that you are withholding this information from julia and encourage alex to tell julia and to find a way to break up with her in a way that is more respectful of Julia's autonomy as a human, their, you know, her ability to understand what's going on, her right to know what's happening in her relationship and to have a partner that's going to operate in the agreed upon ways that the relationship has been functioning, right? Like, I don't think that this is your secret to tell, but I do think that as you're talking to Alex and being supportive and listening to what she's saying, that you also owe it to yourself to say, this is making me uncomfortable. This is putting me in a really complicated space. And as Julia's friend, I don't think that she deserves to be treated this way. Or as Julia's friend, I think that you should tell her that you don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Right. Yeah. And I can literally picture Sam saying that to me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I say that because it is possible for a friend that you love and respect and who loves and respects you to also, you know, to say some hard things to you that might, you know, and I, I, I I could hear it from Sam. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I think there's totally a way for you to say to Alex that like, I won't tell Julia this. Like I, I, how about this? You can say, I value our friendship and I value being someone that you can turn to. And also it's making me feel really uncomfortable to be put in the middle like this. And if it, you know, you can say something like, it feels like you're really, it seems like from my perspective, you're really struggling in this relationship. What's stopping you from telling Julia, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. What's stop? you know, what's, uh, you know, um, does Julia know any of this? What do you think would happen if Julia found out? Why do you want me to carry this for you? Do you know what I mean? Is it mm-hmm. exciting to talk about the people you're dating? Like, cause it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable because I know you have a wife, you know, like mm-hmm. you can, you can say these things with love and directness, you know, for sure. I think I'm trying to think about like what I would say if you, I think I've said something to you like so-and-so doesn't really seem like they have a place in your life. Like what's preventing mm-hmm. you from cutting them out, you know? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really seem like you have a future with these. I'm not saying this to you, but you can say to Alex, it doesn't really seem like you have a future with these people because you're currently married. Do you have any plans to whatever? I don't know. But more importantly, Mm -hmm. like Sam said, you can say like, um, you know, I love you. I love being the person you turn to, but I'm, this is starting to really wear on me and stress me out. And that Mm -hmm. stress doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean I don't respect you, but I just, I'm being put in this position and I'm wondering if you're going to be honest with your wife, you know? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like Sam said, I think you said it perfectly that like, 
this is a perfect example about how this show gives advice, but advice is always subjective. Advice is always just opinions. 100%. This is just what yep. Sam and I would do. Every single fucking episode that we talk about, it's just what we would do. And we're it's just meant to give you one example of of a parameters that you could follow. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, there are a hundred people listening that would do a hundred different things. There's Absolutely. more than a hundred of you, but <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, no. And I think that the, um, it also kind of depends on like your relationship and like how your relationship has functioned. Right. Like one of the other things that I have tried in, in situations like this, like obviously there's no perfect corollary, but like is being, 100% honest about like what is happening in the situation. Right. So if they come to you and you know, if Alex comes to you and is like, Oh, I've been flirting with this person and like, I've been on the dating apps and then just like ask questions that get to the truth of the matter, right. Where you can say stuff like, Oh, I didn't know that you were on dating apps. Is that something that like you and Julia have talked about or, Oh, I know that you're, I hear that you're really excited about this person. Is this person like somebody that you are going to be with long term, or is this just like a short flank, right? Like asking some of those questions, not in a judgmental way, but just in a way to say like, we're going to talk about the full reality that we're sitting in and not just about how this person flirting with you is like really exciting for you. Right. We're going to, we're going to situate it in the reality of our relationship and your current relationships as a way to say, like, at least for me, when I was doing some of this as a way to like indicate, I'm not going to forget about the fact that this is happening in this broader context. Right. Like, yes. How many times have we turned a blind eye for our friends, but like, mm-hmm. we don't ever forget, you know, like, no, absolutely. Um, not. I feel like friends make it easier to compartmentalize sometimes or like, mm-hmm. you know, those close relationships, but you can say like, I, I would, I would urge you to say too, like if the, the conversation feels right, you can say, you know, I, I, sometimes I, in night at night, I think like, Oh my God, will Julia be angry at me that I didn't tell her this? Like it's, you know, show, Alex, the real world consequences of what's happening right now, not just in her relationship, but that like, you know, it's not that you, it's not that you're judging her. It's not that you're disappointed by her. It's that like you yourself is worried about your relationship with so-and-so because in under different circumstances, you wouldn't withhold this from her. You know, like it's, it's Mm -hmm. not a judgment. It's not a personal judgment. It's like, this is, this is your relationship with Julia, your friend and be like, I'm afraid that you could say something like, I'm afraid that Julia will be angry once you decide to separate. Are you deciding to separate? Side note question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because she will find out that I knew all of this without her, you know, and didn't let her know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, and even the fact that she's kind of talking about like, we're, we're getting, I'm getting ready to exit the relationship, right? You can continue to ask questions about that too, right? Where it's like, so what is, what's preventing you from exiting the relationship? Like, what are the things that need to be in place to do this? And again, because of the thing, because of your own experience around it, right? Like, because I want to know when I can tell Julia about this, or I want to know when, how would, you know, you can even say like, how, how do you want me to handle this? Because Julia is my friend too. And right now my morals are being put at stake, you know? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, it's going to take uncomfortable conversations and 
people react to uncomfortable conversations all different ways, right? It's very possible that Alex might pull away from you because of that uncomfortable conversation. But it might also be the thing that shakes her into action, right? It might be the thing that gets her to see a different perspective around how this this behavior is impacting not just you or not just her and Julia, but also like the people that are closest to both of you. And I also think that like having these types of conversations may not make it so that Julia is not mad at you, but at least like for your own sense of values, you can sort of point to the fact that like, I had lots of conversations about with Alex about how this was landing, why I thought it was inappropriate that I thought that she should tell you, right. To sort of refer back to some of those things. And obviously Julia is going to be mad if Julia is mad, right? Like that. And it's understandable that she would be, and this is going to change the dynamics of your relationships with these people. Like that is a given, but I do think that like for your own sake, doing some of this pushing back, doing some of this like radical honesty is going to make you feel a little bit better when Julia is understandably mad at you to say like, I did the thing that I thought was going to be most helpful, right? I did the thing that I thought was right in this complicated situation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my darling, we know this is a tricky pickle, um, but we believe in you and we believe in your abilities to navigate the nuance of these relationships. Um, You're not doing anything wrong by just treading water right now, but you have every right in the world to sort of vocalize your discomfort right now. Um, You know, friends hold friends accountable. If not to actions, then at least emotions, you know. Mm -hmm. You deserve to have your emotions validated. So, good luck. Thank you so much for writing. Absolutely. We love you. All right. It's Friday, so that means we have a blind date every week. We like to set you up with something that we love. And this week, we are sending you home with... A book called The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. Um, Who love her. Yeah, absolutely. So, Elise... Uh, sorry. Louise Erdrich is a, a native author. Uh, she lives in Minneapolis. Uh, she owns uh, Birchbark Books, uh bookstore in Minneapolis that sells all sorts of books, but has a real focus on um, sort of native experiences, native art, native products. Uh, And she wrote a book called The Sentence, which um, is about uh, somebody who actually works in the bookstore in Minneapolis um, and is haunted by one of the customers who dies. Uh, And it also is about, um, it's about the pandemic. It's about George Floyd as well. It's about the uprisings that happened in Minneapolis. Um, and it's just a really funny, interesting, touching story um, about this woman's experience with her own past trauma, uh, her experience in building relationships anew, uh, her experience living in Minneapolis at sort of the height of what was going on here. Um, and I just was really, really touched by it. Um, and Luis is an amazing author, just like so funny in so many ways. Like I just like kept finding myself like laughing out loud at some of the jokes that she was making. Um, but she's such a, she's so able to tell really human stories and really sort of flesh out the full humanity of her characters, uh, in ways that, um, I find really wonderful. Um, so check it out again. It's called the sentence. It is by Louise Erdrich. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you want ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our primary episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by just by just break up by spencer worth davis make sure to check out his music and remember you are an active participant in all of your relationships you are an agent of change in your life you can establish new boundaries within yourself new modes of communication new channels of conversation you can create the change in your life that you want to see and if all else fails just break up